So I want to go back to how you say you, you do events. And I mm -hmm. think that this is a great, uh, a great tactic for client retention. But mm -hmm. I think maybe a lot of agents, especially if you have a larger book like yourself, are afraid mm -hmm. that if they throw an event that their entire clientele is going to show up and they're going to be like, holy crap, this costs a lot of money. So let's kind of at least uh, undo those yeah. fears. What would yeah. you say on average when you throw an event, on average, mm -hmm. how many people actually end up showing up to, to the party? Uh, well, I do my events locally here in Greeley, but I have you know clients mostly in Northern Colorado, um, but not everybody's in Greeley. Um, but I'll say... What's up, everybody? Thanks for joining me today on today's podcast. I'm so excited to have my special guest, Valeria Ortiz. She is a top producer out of Northern Colorado who is quickly scaling up the ranks. She actually started as an internal agent for United Healthcare for five years, and that's how she really got to learn the ropes of this business. And in one year of being an independent agent, has already accumulated 600 clients and growing. So. Thank you so much, Valeria, for being on this podcast. I'm excited to really dig into how you reach these feats and some other great topics we're going to go over. Yeah, well, it's my pleasure. Thank you so much for the opportunity, Eric. Um, you're amazing. I've been watching you, um, and, and I really like all the things that you're doing, so it's, it's an honor to be here. Well, thank you so much. I'm really... <laughs> I'm really excited because one of the things from our the time that we spent, I think it was at 8% Nation, actually, where I first met you in person, we got to yeah. spend some time and I got to talk to you a little bit about your business and what you've been focused on. And in Northern Colorado, you're actually focused in the Hispanic market, the Latino market, but yeah. also you have a strong emphasis in the low income market. So yeah. I wanted to kind of see, was that a natural thing where you were, that's just kind of the surroundings that you're in, or did you specifically want to go after that market? Well, um, honestly, because I moved here from Puerto Rico, so straight from the island to Greeley, Colorado, <laughs> the northern area, um, I think it's both. So I was, it's, it's a huge population here of low income and dual and Latino community here, but I also kind of once I got into that market, I noticed how much need there is for them to understand this, to get, you know, take advantage of everything they can from Medicare plans and all of that. And I kind of, it gave me, gave me that passion of working with them because I really enjoy seeing people, you know, that don't know anything. They, some of them don't even know how to read. And by me explaining them, hey, this is what you can do. You can have insurance for this and they'll help you. You don't have to pay 20% of everything. You know, all that stuff, it really got caught me into that passion of helping that community. So I stay there and, and I, I mean, I do also non-dual, non, you know, low income, but that's just um, where, where I started, so. Yeah. <laughs> no, and that's, you know, there it's a it's a severely underserved market. And it's actually how when I first started getting the business, that's actually what I was doing was I was in the dual eligible market in the Spanish market going and doing Spanish presentations. And I did quickly see how much of a need they had for good insurance agents who can give them a quality education on what they were choosing and what their options were. So kudos to you for for stepping up to that plate. And, and really obviously making an impact because again, yeah, you know, as we were talking earlier, you had, you know, I knowing your backstory where you say, you know, you came from, from starting at zero um, mm -hmm. to where you are right now, that's a huge feat. So what yeah. would you say, you know, some of the things that, that you can help others 
to to try to I don't want to say shortcut because I don't know that there's mm-hmm. really shortcuts in business, but there are different things that you can do to help avoid pitfalls. So maybe you can kind of talk to that because starting from nothing to where you are now is, like I said, an amazing feat. So what are some, I guess, shortcuts you could give people about how to how to find the success you've been finding? I guess um, it's it's a matter of finding that passion, whatever it is that you know gives you that motivation to do this. Um, um, I don't know. I, I, it's been, I think I found myself like teaching others and seeing how I can help. It's really what's driving me into my success because I, I really care about the member. Um, and, and some of us see all the money that maybe, you know, the big people over there is making, and that's amazing. But if you focus on the money, it's not really gonna, it's gonna be harder, you know, because, um, my first year, I made like $2,000, you know, in the whole year. So, but I was everywhere. I was participating in every single event, networking everywhere, um, helping everywhere, volunteering. I mean, everything I could do to put my, you know, put myself out there. So it's really finding that passion of helping. It doesn't matter what type of community you serve, but if you, if they see in you, I think that's something that, you don't have to say it. They, they'll see that you're really caring and that you help and that you are there to help and make sure they have everything they need. Um, they're going to trust you. They're going to bring more people. And right now I can say proudly that my business run out of referrals. I don't do a lot of marketing. My marketing is more because I'm like, oh, I want to put my logo here in the King Supers carts, you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's not really... What's bringing me new business is my own members sending me everybody they know. Yeah. So, so it's it's. I think it's that's the the secret here is just to really finding that passion of helping and focusing on how it can help you. I have been multiple times with members that they or clients that they have everything they need. There's nothing I need to do, and I'm like, thank you. This is, I even review their plan, and not they're not my members. They're not my clients. I don't get money. I don't get paid for that. But I review everything. This is what you have. This is what you need. This is how you do it. Thank you for coming to my office. Bye bye. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and 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 they and they really appreciate that. So sometimes it's changing that focus of oh, I want to make this amount of money to I want to help this amount of people. So that that really um, it's my focus when I when I do things. Yeah, that's a, I, I think that that radiates because when when really that is your passion is to help people. It, it shines through and people can, they're attracted to that. That's really what it is. It's an attractive quality that people are like, I want to work with her because I can tell she's the real deal. She's not just trying to write an app or get some commission. She wants to make sure that I'm taken care of. So yeah. I think that as a result of the passion you have for helping people, it's like you mm-hmm. said, when you first started, you were everywhere. You didn't care. And again, obviously you said the money wasn't there immediately, but because right. you kept serving and you kept showing up, that's yeah. that's how people got to know you. And now I've seen that, you know, you've been doing radio spots, you've been doing TV spots. Uh, yeah. You're definitely getting a lot of notice out there in Colorado because yeah. of how all the work you put in in the first place. So um, yeah. I, I would say that another big thing people have an issue with when they're serving uh, the, the low income market, though, is retention, because mm-hmm. you notice that that's one of the I don't know if I want to call it low hanging fruit, but 
A lot of times when someone new is getting into the marketplace, they want to go work at soup kitchens and volunteer there because they know they can run into people that they can write dual eligible plans on and stuff like that. But then the problem is they don't keep them that long and end up getting chargebacks. Or even if they don't, they only keep them for a year and then the mm -hmm. client's gone. You know, mm -hmm. now that you've been in the Medicare market for six years, uh, mm -hmm. you know, from what you've seen, what would you say are some good, good pointers to help mm -hmm. retain these clients year after year? Yeah, and, and it's fair to to think about that. I think um, I have have some managers that are like, you can't have everything dual. You know, you need to have other things because duals can change. And and yeah, it's a, it's a risky market. Um, but I'll say it's really that um, relationship you build with your clients. Um, I talk clear as I can to my clients, and I say, hey. If you want to keep me as your agent, you better don't talk to anybody else. You better don't enroll on anything else because not everybody wants the best for you. And I'm here to help you. So I just tell them the truth. This is how it is. And I get paid to help you. Yes, I get paid to help you. But if you switch out of to another agent, you're going to have to work with that person. Don't come here calling me if you go enroll with somebody else. So I'm very clear with my clients and they love it. I mean, it's my personality and they love it. And some, a lot of them come back when they switch to something else. They're like, I don't know what I did. I don't know, <laughs> help me here. I received this card, I don't even know. And I'm like, okay, this is what happened. Stop answering the phone calls. <laughs> um, and, I, and, and even with that, I'm, I'm clear with them. Hey, this other agent enroll you in this other plan. This is the benefits of this plan. Do you like it? If you're okay with that, stay there. You don't have to come back to whatever I had you before. Um, but this is what I have. So you tell me what you want to do. And they're like, no, I want to be with you. A lot of them. I think 99% of them or 100% of them. See, so, let, me, let me just say real quick that that's a big yeah. deal, what you're saying right there, because a lot of agents would just immediately say, oh, you messed up. You went to another plan. Just let me get you signed back on mine so that we're good to go. Mm -hmm. You're basically saying, you know what? maybe that agent did find you something that was better. Let's review it. See if you like it. If you do, exactly. then we're, we're still friends, but you know, that's your new agent. That's a yeah. big deal. You know, a lot of agents don't do that. Yeah. And I do it all the time. Hey, you have this X, Y, C plan. It has this, these type of benefits. It has even more dental. I mean, what do you want? No, I wouldn't be with you. <laughs> okay. You know, so, but I let them, uh, and that, I think that's something that helps um, and that's why they trust me so much because, you know, I, I, I'm super clear with them and honest and this is what it is. Um, so some of them do change and they even come and apologize. Hey, I wanted to try that other thing. I'm like, it's okay. And that's one of the reasons why I switched to be a broker because, um, you know, I was doing only one company for a long time and, and I know there's a lot of options out there and it was in the best interest for my members to have everything for them because they want to keep me but they want to have this other plan. So, so that's why I did it. And now they're super happy. They're all coming back and switching back with me. Um, but another thing I would say with the, with the um, dual or, or the low income community is you have to go uh, above and beyond a lot of times with them. Um, like I said before, a lot of my clients don't have, don't know how to read or they know how to read, but they don't understand the letters. Um, so it's kind of like you have to really do a little bit more work because it's a lot of them were gonna are gonna come to you asking the same question 20 times. You know, so it's it's a matter of having that passion and that patience with them. Um yeah. and also, but also teaching them how to 
how to do things by themselves. So, hey, this is the phone number. Let me save in your phone, the customer service phone number. Yeah. So you can call if you have a question, you know. Or, or if you know, if you don't know what the letter is about, send me a picture. You don't have to come to the office. You can just send me a picture. I'll review it and tell you what it is. And that kind of keeps me, you know. But I'm, I'm a mom, so I'm like this with my clients. So I, I don't know. It's, it's a, it's just. Um, You're a nurturer. It's a nurturing instinct. Yeah, instant so I, I think that that you. really helps, and it helps yeah, with them sure. to stay. Yeah. Yeah, I, I know that the really, really cool thing about the Latino market is that when you take that time to go the extra mile with them, we're networkers. And so we're going to tell everybody, hey, Valeria took really good care of me. You need to go ahead and call her. And that's why, because again, all the stuff you're doing, it, it pays huge dividends, which is why you, you're not really having to invest heavily in leads. You have just mm -hmm. referral after referral because you take such good care of your yeah. clients. So I, again... Yeah big hats off. And I think that there's a lot of us who could probably do a little bit more of that nurturing with our clients mm -hmm. to be able to, to earn those referrals. That's really what you're doing. Yeah. And another thing that works for me, I do a lot of events for my members. I mean, not a lot, but maybe three or two or three in a year. Um, so I do Christmas party and they come and it's just a quick um, get together. This last time with the Puerto Rican food. So they were all happy about it. We did and during COVID time, we did the drive-through. So I give them some tres leches and, and cookies. Um, so I always stay there for them. Um, I even bought a bunch of toilet paper and say, hey, I have in my office if you need, come Oh, here. during the crazy, when the, when yeah, the pandemic was happening. Yeah, during the pandemic, yeah. <laughs> That's um, awesome. So it's always a, you know, keep in touch with them and do things like that, because if they see your face and they remember you, they're not going to leave. Um, you know, they're going to know you're there. Um, yeah. And especially now, there's so many people calling and, you know, switching them or sending letters. They're super creative and, hey, sign here and we'll help you. And it's just a matter of educating them. Hey, this is not wrong. It's not, you know, it's, it's something you're getting all this advertisement, but just keep in mind, if you sign that, if you call there as other agents, it's not going to be me. So just a matter of teaching them how it works. So they know if they want to stay with you as an agent, they have to always call you. So. I want to, so I want to go back to how you say you, you do events. And I mm -hmm. think that this is a great, uh, a great tactic for client retention, but mm -hmm. I think maybe a lot of agents, especially if you have a larger book like yourself, are afraid mm -hmm. that if they throw an event that their entire clientele is going to show up and they're going to be like, holy crap, this costs a lot of money. So let's kind of at least uh, undo those yeah. fears. What would yeah. you say on average when you throw an event, on average, mm -hmm. how many people actually end up showing up to, to the party? Uh, well, I do my events locally here in Greeley, but I have you know clients mostly in Northern Colorado, um, but not everybody's in Greeley. Um, but I'll say... 58, 50 members out of the 600 come. No, always awesome. the same people. It's always the same people. <laughs> but then a lot of them, it's like, I'm sorry, I couldn't make it, you know, but I, I thank you so much for inviting me. I'm out of town or I'm sick or I'm not comfortable being meeting with people. So, you know, but they know you did something, even if they don't show up, it's that's like, it. okay, that's, that's cool. You did it. Thank you so much, but I can't go, but thank you. You know, so they, they appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. No, that's it. That's it right there is that they're going to see that you still mm -hmm. did invite them and they're going to be like, wow, that's awesome that my agent was inviting mm -hmm. me and throwing this party that does it three or four times a year. That's a really yeah. cool thing. So I just want to encourage a lot of agents out there 
the, yeah. to consider doing the same thing because it's a great retention tactic, yeah. not only from the standpoint of they see you're doing extra for them, but it's more face-to-face mm-hmm. -face time as well for those who yeah. show up. That builds an even stronger bond and, again, goes back to more referrals because they'd be like, ah, Larry exactly. throws parties. Let's have fun. We're gonna go by yeah. Latin, you know, have a no, good time. I know. And they always and I always add in my invite, bring a friend, membership is not required. So they some of them bring people with them. That's so cool. it's it's cool, you know. Um, and and I take advantage of them. So before COVID, now it's a little bit more restrictive, but before COVID, I used to do like every quarter something for them. And I used to do like over-the-counter benefit order party. So we everybody come and we do make the over-the-counter orders. Oh, so cool. it's kind of like to help them use their benefits. Yes. Every time I do something, they're going to refresh. Hey, remember you have this? Remember you have vision, hearing? Because a lot of them don't remember. They have vision, hearing, all that stuff. Um, and then, but this last party was more Christmas. So we just did a, a, like a Christmas lunch. Yeah. Um, and, and I also did it for like... Uh, it was like five hours, so not everybody has to come at the same time, and it's kind of easier. And I That's really cool. didn't spend a lot of money. I didn't. I mean, I have my office, but before that, I used to do it in the library. It's free. You just yeah. rent the room and do it. <laughs> so. so, would you say the majority of your clientele are they people who come into your office or people that you just sell over the phone? No, they come into my office most of okay. them. Yeah, because I, I think that. Uh, there, there is a, a huge population that still wants to have that face-to-face -face interaction. Although there is a lot of people who are more than happy to enroll over the phone. There's still mm -hmm. so many that want to come face-to-face. -face. Yeah. What do you think? Cause one of the things I kind of want to talk about as well is you're considering expanding your operation to mm -hmm. another state as well. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Right. To, are, are we okay to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, that's okay. So, so with you wanting to expand to another state, and the ones in Colorado so used to seeing you face to face. Are you, what's your plan to start transitioning them to having to do more over the phone? Okay. So first of all, I won't just leave, <laughs> you know, I'll be back and forth. Um, I don't think I'm going to let them know because I think it kind of freaks them out. If I say I'm leaving, I'm moving, you know, so I don't think I'm going to let them know. I, I, I think I'll be just having someone um, and sit my assistant here locally to assist for those that need me to read their letters or things like that, because I do that a lot. Um, and also having someone here available to do a Zoom call. They mm -hmm. can have their, my computer there and talk to me over Zoom. Um, I think that's the best way I can do it and then come here every once in a while, come you know back and forth, um, because they want to see me. A lot yeah. of my, especially the Latino community, they don't, they don't like phone calls they don't like video call you know they don't they want to see me so yeah but they're very they're so loyal to me that i know if i say hey, i'll be there the last week of the month they're gonna come the last week of the month you know yeah. so so it's just that um but having always somebody at least there hey i'm not there but this person will be there to help you part-time in the morning just stop by she'll send me whatever you need you know and and that it's my plan to see how that works um because I mean, especially now during during the special enrollment, I'm not super busy like open enrollment. So right. it's just a matter of a you know organizing everybody to just one week. <laughs> so you you had mentioned that you had you have an assistant that can step up and help you in that arena, especially you know yeah. manning the office while you're while you're somewhere else. Yeah. Uh, at what point, like how many clients did you have before you decided 
uh, this is kind of a lot. I might, I might need to get an assistant to start helping me out so that I can manage it better. Yeah. Well, I'm a control freak. So <laughs> <laughs> I learned the hard way, unfortunately. Um, oh my God. After 300 members, I was already crazy. Um, but I didn't want to, I'm like, no, I can't do this. Um, <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's about, it was about time because I couldn't even answer my phone. I mean, it, it was horrible. It, it is, um, and I'm still in the process because I want to do everything. I, I'm everything needs to be perfect. So, yeah, I understand. So, but but of course, um, I'm not. My business is struggling a little bit because I'm so busy answering phone calls from members that I can build more business or you know grow because I'm stuck with every, all the 600 members, you know, calling and requiring something from me. So, yeah, yeah, I think after, I think after 200, 300, you need somebody. It's especially if you work with the Latino community or because my, you know, Anglo, they don't call a lot. They call maybe once in a year. Um, but my Latino community, they do call me every day. For every <laughs> So, you know, they call me just to talk sometimes, you know, like, oh, yeah. I just want to see, I saw your Facebook, blah, blah, blah. okay. <laughs> um, but it's, you know, and they know I'm busy, they know that, um, and it's my voicemail, huh? I'm busy, I'll call you, but, <laughs> yeah. but don't spend a call in the same day. Um, how, but, how, did you, how, how did you, how did you do that though, in terms of, because I, and there's a lot of people who watch that are also in the same boat, they're control freaks. Things have to be mm -hmm. perfect. It's very hard to delegate tasks to other people. So, I mean, was it just out of pure uh, desperation that you mm -hmm. needed to do that? Or did you, did you, was there some kind of mental shift that happened where you say, you know what, I know this has to happen. So at least maybe to start, I'm going to delegate these tasks to begin and, and I'm comfortable with that. And if so, what, so what are the tasks that you were comfortable with delegating to other, to your new secretary? Yeah. So I will say it was, I was both like desperation mostly um, because I was struggling in a lot of things and it was also affecting me, my personal life, because I was so busy with my phone calls and, and, and clients and members wanting to see me and all that stuff that I was also kind of not being with my family or working mm. longer or, and I did the math and it's like, okay, I, I can pay for this person and, and I'll release five hours of my day, you know, oh, that's big. Um, you know, it's, it's huge. And, and, and I, I gotta say, going to trainings, like what you offer, going to, to the, um, 8% or the, these big, um, events, you see how big you can get. But if I loan, it's impossible. <laughs> it's yeah. impossible to. Yeah, you can only grow so much on your own. Yeah, so that helped me also open my eyes and see. Wait, I want to be bigger. I want to help more people, but I can't just it can't just be me. So yeah. that helped. Um, kind of did that. Now the the things that I um or you know the the tasks that I'm giving to my secretary, it's mostly member retention, mostly member services. I don't want her dealing with new clients because I don't trust that yet. <laughs> yeah. um, yes, she set up appointment for me. So everybody that calls, she set up appointments. But also like if it's a member and they need to, to order a new member ID or they need to um, read a letter or whatever, that she handles all that stuff. Um, and also um, answering my my emails thing because I do struggle with keeping track with all my emails. <laughs> um, uh, let's see what else. Uh, but ideally, 
what you're, what it sounds like what you're doing is a lot of the more menial tasks you're assigning mm -hmm. to her yeah. so that you can free up the time to do what your money-making business, which is selling, getting new clients. Exactly. So, I mean, since bringing her on, have you seen that you've started to free up more time where you're able to, to start bringing on more new clients? Oh, yes. And she's keeping me so busy <laughs> because I'm like, relax. And next day I check my calendar and she has like five appointments. I'm like, oh, okay. I have to work. <laughs> so that also helps um, because I, I gotta be honest, when you have your own business, it's sometimes it's hard to stay disciplined. You know, it's, it's hard to, to, because it's your own thing. You're like, ah, oh, we'll take Wednesday off. I don't need to work or uh, maybe tomorrow I'll call them, you know? And, and when you have somebody there that is answering your phone and, and scheduling people with you and, Hey, you have this event and you have this and you have that and telling you, Hey, this client needs to talk to you. Did you call? You know, it's like, kind of like gives you that pressure of you have to work. Um, so that helps too um, with that part to kind of stay busy. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a great and that's also another great tip because so many of mm -hmm. us do struggle with the discipline side of things. Now, obviously, mm -hmm. you know, there are very there are a lot of people who don't, but for mm -hmm. those who do struggle with it, having an admin who can start basically booking your appointments for you, making sure you're busy throughout the day, it is mm -hmm. like a form of accountability that you have so that you keep working and stay growing. Yeah, that's true. It is. Yeah. So what do you think, is, uh, you know, what, what are your plans then, you know, in terms of your expansion, do you mm -hmm. look to when you move to a new state, do you look to also build a book there, uh, along with continuing to grow your book in Colorado? Yes, that's my plan. Um, I yeah, I want to expand, but I want to continue with the Colorado um, area, because I'm the only one where I live. I am the only one that speaks Spanish doing this full time. Um, so I really have that commitment with my community here because I'm like, they need me. They need me. Um, and they, you know, everybody needs the, the help with this. Yeah. So I don't want to just leave it. But but my plan is also to find those areas where I'm going to move and then help them as well. So I think that really motiv motivates me to be in some place that there's nobody else you know there's no help it can be a remote area but i want to be there i want to oh. be there work where there's nobody because it's when people tend to be more loyal because when you go to those areas they don't even knew there were agents doing this you know they don't yeah. even know there's help so it, it really motivates me to to go into those areas that nobody wants to work with so i've been in a lot of scary places sometimes <laughs> Um, and my kids are like, mom, you need to have pepper spray or something. <laughs> um, but I'm like, no, I'm okay. Um, and, and it really brings a lot of referrals because I, like that there's, she's the only one here. So everybody yeah. like wants to talk to me. So it's, it's amazing. And I Definitely. like that. Definitely yeah. <laughs> easier to dominate a market whenever, it, when, when there's, when it's very low served market. And, mm -hmm. and again, it's fitting your niche which is going to be, you know, you're looking and hunting for more of the Latin communities that are underserved. That's yeah. awesome. Like I said, I think there's a lot of great takeaways that we've just talked about in this, in this short 30 minutes. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, a lot of great takeaways with retention, with how to serve the markets better, how to grow, how to, how to release some of the, uh, you know, some of the things we hold on to real tightly with, uh, with trying to be perfectionists. 
But I, I, again, I think that you're doing an amazing job for the growth you've had in one year. People can only dream of, and I can only imagine what this, this 2022 is going to do for you and beyond. So I'll definitely be keeping an eye out and watching your growth. And we'll have to have another great conversation as time goes on, because I'm sure you're going to learn some awesome things along the way. And we're going to be able to share that here on the interview. So do you have any, I guess, parting words that you'd like to say to everybody before we wrap up the show today? Um, I want to say to those that are starting, stay there, you know, don't freak out. It's going to be okay. There's a lot of people that need you. So just find that, that, that passion, find that, that motivates you every day, um, and start helping people forget about the money, forget about commission, forget about how many sales I can make in a month. Don't think about that. Just think about how many people you can help and how that you're going to, your work, is going to really change those people's lives. Because what we do, it's amazing. And what we do really changed people's lives. And it's in your hands to just help the community, the senior community, um, and just find that that really, it's really the secret to do this and, and be um, successful. Awesome. Thank you so much, Valeria, again, for being on today. I've been really excited that you had the time to join us. And I look forward to talking to you soon. And everyone else, we'll see you guys on the next video. Take care. Hey, thanks for watching the podcast. If you like the content, please hit the like button, subscribe to the YouTube channel. That way you can get notified when more new content comes out. We'll see you on the next one.